And we are back 39 minutes after 11 o'clock, our Miller Joy Coffee time. Richard A. Bear back in with us, joins us on Thursdays at about this time. And I'm uh, straining with the glare, but uh, do we have a potato with we us? We do, Jeff. You see, horticulture, you're you starting to learn this oh, stuff. I, you know, I've had a few potatoes <laughs> in my life. It was just the glare that right. I wasn't sure right. what I was looking at. But so, Irish potato time. And um, and um, not sweet potato, but Irish potato. And uh, so this is the time you, you put them in the ground or put a container. So I'll, today's talk will be, for the most part, about planting them in the ground and planting them in containers. And the containers is a great way to do it. Again, Jeff, you know, the gardening area is getting smaller and smaller in terms of the size of a lot that people have, you know. Uh, they're just not as big as they used to be. And so people are looking for ways, and the raised bed deal is a is a – huge deal you know um people are doing the raised beds but also containers and you can grow potatoes in containers and they will do remarkably well you just got a few little tidbits that we'll talk about but uh uh basically the the we have three types of potatoes that uh that people look for down here and the one i brought in here that i'm showing jeff right now is red lasota and that's the most common one, and that's the, probably the most productive one. Is that what you see in a lot of crawfish boils and things yes. like that? Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, so uh, it's, a, it's a great boiling potato and uh, 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 great for potato salad. A lot of, a lot of reasons, but the, the red Lasota will outproduce pretty much all of them. Another one that's getting more and more popular, another two, is the, the russet. Again, people are learning more and more about the... Uh, you know what? You know how potatoes can be utilized in different ways, but for baking, you know the uh, white russet potato is a real popular baking potato, and then the Yukon Gold is another uh, uh, milder eating potato that does real well. It's good for balling too, and so we have all three. And actually, we don't have the russet and the Yukon till sometimes today, but we're getting those in. And so now is the time to prepare it. And in an ideal world, Jeff, you would, uh, you know, I'm showing Jeff a whole potato here. And there's something called eyes. And the eyes of the potatoes, uh, for the novices who don't know, is actually where they will sprout. And that's where those little indentations are throughout the potato. And you will see, you know, if you've ever, you know, had a, had a, a bag of potatoes in a drawer and left them there a little too long, they're going to mm-hmm. start to sprout and eventually they'll start I to rot. I promise you that was every time I bought a bag of potatoes. That's right. Because I would not get Use the to whole, them quick enough. That's right. Yeah. And so that is the, they call that the eyes. And a lot of people, you know, will come in and say, oh, no, these don't have any eyes. And what they're saying is they're not sprouted. So all an eye is is a non-sprouted uh, uh, area where it's going to germinate from. And so you do not need the eyes to be sprouted for it to be viable. You don't want to wait till the potato sprouts at the eye to plant it. Um, um, you know, that's that's a non-issue. And before I go any further, there's a difference. Like the potatoes that we get versus the potatoes that you buy in the grocery store, the basic difference is, is that the potatoes that we get are certified seed potatoes, which simply means that these potatoes were grown in an area that was separated from all the other potatoes so that they would remain true to variety and remain as clean from diseases and all that so they're handled they're grown differently than the other potatoes costs a little bit more to grow them but what you're guaranteed is that you're going to get the potato that's been tested for fungus disease 
insects as well as it's a cleaner variety, meaning it's true to the variety, as true as you can get. And that's, what's make, that's what makes them certified. Does that mean you could not plant a potato uh, out of the uh, uh, grocery store? No, it does not. They will sprout. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes they'll spray with growth inhibitors, so it might delay your sprouting. But other than that, they will grow, they will produce. These will produce more than, than the ones you get in the, uh, in the grocery store for the reasons I just stated. So what you want to do is a little bit of preparation. Obviously, you want to have the, uh, um, you know, the area that you're going to plant them prepared. And you know, just, just like with vegetables, you want a, an area that's as much sun as possible, more uh, good drainage. Not to say that any, any vegetable, tomatoes, and bell peppers don't need good drainage, but this is a root crop. So if you have a situation where it kind of stays a little bit damper, the, the tomatoes in them don't like it either, but, it, uh, but, but a potato doesn't like it because the, the potato itself will rot. And so you want a good drainage. That's where raised beds and, and, uh, and uh, 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 containers do real well because they, they will drain really good. But you just want to make sure that if you put them in the ground, uh, you know, that's why, you know, the, you know, the people from your neck of the woods come down here, Jeff, and they see these rows all over the place. Now, y'all plant y'all corn on flat land. In South Louisiana, it has to be rows, and that's because of the amount of rain we get, and uh, it could cause problems. And so, you know, you obviously you'd want to have it rolled up and, and uh, ready to go. But uh, organic matter is good because it will keep the soil loose. So high in organic matter uh, is important. 20 30% organic matter is ideal, hard to do in the ground. But, and the reason that is is because it keeps the soil loose. It keeps it from packing. Because remember that these potatoes in the soil uh, will ex- want to try to expand and get bigger. Well, if the soil compacts, it's heavy clay soil, it, it, they will not perform well. So, you know, that's when you get into compost and all that. You're constantly adding compost into the rows as well as in raised beds. But raised beds are mostly compost anyway. So you will get bigger potatoes in raised beds and containers than you will in the ground because the soil is looser. Now, what you want to do is you want to pre-cut them. And I just, you know, just I'm showing Jeff some of these ones that we cut. And this potato may be, you know, two or three inches across or two or three inches in diameter. And you just want to make sure that when you do cut a potato, that at least one eye is on each cut. Yeah, if there are no eyes, it's it's, it's just going to rot. Yeah, and it will not sprout because that's where it sprouts from. So you got to have these. And little it takes away food from the other eyes that would be there otherwise. That's correct. Yeah. So you just want to make sure that each cut has an eye. Now, back in the day, years ago, when people planted this, and believe it or not, potatoes back in the 30s and maybe the 40s was a cash crop, meaning that it was like sugarcane. People grew these, and uh, I remember my father telling me, if you go out where Lowe's is and all those other areas, uh, they grew potatoes there. Hmm. I mean, acres and acres and acres of potatoes. And uh, um uh, if you, if as a, as a cash crop, you'd have to really, uh, you know, you, you, you take a potato, and, and I'm showing Jeff a potato about three inches in diameter, roughly, and you would cut this probably into eight pieces. And I'm recommending that you cut it into four for a home garden. And the reason is, is that if you cut it into four, and make sure you have an eye on each one, is that... And, and you're okay with multiple eyes on a piece. M- multiple eyes on a piece. You just got to make sure you have at least one on each piece. But the the, uh, the the reason I'm okay with cutting the fours is that it that substance that other substance will allow this this uh, 
the potato that you're planting or the piece of the potato that you're planting to survive longer. Let's say it stays cooler for a longer period of time. The one that doesn't have much meat to the potato will not last as long as the one that's having more meat. It will have more substance to pull from, and therefore if it's a cool uh, late February, these may not sprout as fast, but it has that substance to allow it to sprout. Can you wait? Can you cut them and wait for them to sprout? You can, but you really don't need to wait. The main thing is, is once you cut it, at minimum, you want to wait about a week. And the week is, is because I'm sure most of the listeners know when you cut a potato, it kind of it's kind of sappy and mm-hmm. and and wet. Well, you want that sappy and wetness to heal over so that no pathogen or it'd be harder for a pathogen, such as a bacteria or an insect, to get into that potato. Less chance of rotting is really what it's, what it's about. So usually a week it'll heal, call it heal over. Now, can you wait for it to sprout? Yes, you can, but I don't recommend it. I, I, once it's healed over, you plant them. Now, we do recommend, and we'll pre-cut a bunch. We'll do that this afternoon, and we'll dip them in sulfur. I noticed a little darkness on that. Right, and uh, and actually these don't have any sulfur. So, it, it, well, what, what is that? That is uh, sort of a blackishness. Th- that is them. probably my fingers getting all over them. I, okay, you know, could be, but but it, it'll be very obvious. It, it'll be like a powder. Gotcha. You know? uh, and and that will uh, again prevent bacteria from getting in there and and bugs, but mainly the bacteria from from. Uh, from getting in there until you have a better chance. Now, do you have to do that? No. But if you certainly are not going to do the sulfur, you, it's real important that you wait that week so that it, uh, you wait a week so that it uh, uh, kind of heals over somewhat. And that's going to be the, probably the, the most important thing. So once you've done that, you're ready to plant. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about fertilizer. Since, uh, or root crop, what what makes the roots get big and divide on any plant is going to be that middle number in the 13, 13, 13, or the 8, 8, 8. It's that middle number is the phosphorus, and that's really important for potatoes. So you want, you want a fertilizer that's higher in that middle number. Now, we'll tell people you can actually just add bone meal and then a balanced fertilizer with it. So if you don't want to buy something like an 82424 or a 111511 that's higher in that middle number, then you can supplement a, a balanced fertilizer, one that has equal numbers of all three, with bone meal. Bone meal is uh, real safe. It won't burn, but it's a high phosphorus, and that will make a big difference in, when, it, when it comes to uh, the development of the, uh, of the tubers, and they will actually get bigger and produce more. So that's done before you plant. So you could mix up uh, that balanced fertilizer that's high in the middle number before you plant. And remember, you're incorporating this in the, in the top six inches. But, so ideally, you'd want to mix it throughout because, remember, these, these roots are going to kind of expand all over where you plant it. And so you mix it in there, and you're ready to plant. Can, you can plant the same day. Uh, the main thing is what people used to do, they used to make a hole about six inches dip, deep, Put a handful of fertilizer in the hole, then backfill it with two inches of dirt, and then put the uh, the uh, plant on top of it. And that works if everything is happy and works according to plan, meaning that we don't hit a really, really severe drought. Because whenever you put fertilizer in one spot, it becomes really concentrated, and it pulls moisture away from the surrounding soil. So it's always better to mix it rather than do it the way I just described. However, you can do it that way, and many people do it that way. It's just that you, don't, you can't let it dry out for the first two or three weeks because it will inhibit 
the growth of that plant. Gotcha. So now you got your saw mixed, mixed, and 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 the and the uh, you're ready to plant. You got your fertilizer mixed, and you're ready to plant. So uh, what you want to do there is you can actually take uh, a cut piece, and this one would have four pieces, and you actually put them in the ground. Ideally, Jeff, but not. You don't have to. Years ago, they would just drop them. I mean, you, you're doing acres of potatoes. You're just dropping them, right? So this way, but for a small garden, you'd actually plant it so that the eyes are up. It'll come up faster and easier. Okay. Uh, and, um, and then cover them two to three inches with soil. Okay. And then it'll start to develop. And then uh, usually it's going to be – the ideal time is to plant them, give or take a, a few weeks, around the middle of March. But they can be – I mean, I'm sorry, middle of February – it can be in early March. It can be in late February, and um, and that'll be fine. Or you can plan now if, if the soil is ready to go, no problem. What about drainage? Do you need to build that up? And you did mention raised beds. Yeah, it, it is it is essential that it drains well, you know, yeah. and not a heavy clay soil either. So organic matter is important, and drainage is important uh, for potatoes, very important. So once you put ground then they're going to start to sprout and they will sprout it usually after two weeks you'll start breaking ground and the only time you have to worry about cold and when i say cold it's not they're not as sensitive as a pepper or certain things but the only time you got to worry about cold is once they've sprouted and we get to a freeze even a light freeze it can burn them back the good news is that uh usually if it's a normal freeze like we had last year it may it may burn them back to the ground but they will come back now, will it, affect, will it affect the amount that you harvest? Yes, you have less because they had to start all over again. But they, they generally come back with not a problem. So it's really a good idea to get an earlier start because uh, uh, it will give you a longer growth period so that you can produce more. And, uh, and so small gardens, like last year, it, went, it got down to 30, or th- or, uh, I think it was around 30, 31 degrees. And for a very short period of time, if they would have just covered them, they would have been fine. They wouldn't even burn back. And so the odds are with you. You know, I, I average last freeze day is middle of March, and that's, that's an average. And uh, last year we got hit. We sure did. Uh, and you had to protect some things. But, you know, I think it's worth the risk given the fact that we're getting this heat and drought on the backside of this thing. And, and so an early start. And the potatoes would be the easiest one to do an early start. Now, if you want to plant them in the container, Jeff, and it works really, really great uh, when it comes to planting potatoes in like a big container. You can use maybe a 15-gallon, a 25-gallon, a 30-gallon, or 60-gallon. A, a nice size container where you could put at least maybe four or five sprouts or more, depending on the size of the container. You're spacing these, these seeds about a foot apart. So whether it be in the ground or whether in the pot, they're about a foot apart. So what you do on these deep containers is that you fill it with a good viable soil, something that will hold moisture at the bottom 12 inches. And you plant these potatoes in that soil about 2 inches deep. And then as these potatoes start to sprout, they're going to grow. And as they grow about 12 inches, you add compost or organic matter. That's it, no soil. And then so they're going to make leaves as you keep adding your uh your compost they'll keep adding leaves and you're going to cover those leaves and they'll get above the compost and so eventually you'll have a container that may be 18 to 24 inches deep and you're going to have these things planted about 10 inches above i mean two inches in the soil but about 10 inches above above the ground or the base of the pot so they'll be in the base of the pot about 10 inches deep and then you keep adding mulch the 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 rest of the you know 12 24 30 inches up so the, the plant's growing in the pot at the bottom, 
And then as it grows, you add compost. Then it grows another foot. You add six inches of compost. And it grows another You add six. So now you're going to have all of these, uh, uh, the whole stem line that's going to be buried in the soil, in the bucket, but the top making out of the bucket. And what happens there is uh, these actually will make, they don't make from the roots. They make from the stems that are covered with dirt. Because when you plant them in the ground, Jeff, they will actually plant them in the ground. And then, uh, and then as it grows, about, about a month after it grows and they get maybe 18, 24 inches out of the ground, they'll come back with a tractor. And they'll actually pull the soil up to the uh, plant mm. and actually bury mm-hmm. the plant. And that, that allows it to make more potatoes, not necessarily above the ground, but now that the ground is higher up, mounded around the plant, it makes potatoes in that soil. And so you're essentially uh, uh, pulling the soil around the stems so that it can make above the ground, but it's now covered with compost. The advantage of the compost is that uh, it, it, uh, it stays loose, so the, the, they will multiply rapidly. The only drawback to containers, and that's true with anything, but in particular with potatoes, is that it takes a lot of water. And that's true with anything because um, um, because the the containers drain so well. So, but remember, the roots are, are very they're at the bottom. The roots that are that are, the moisture are at the bottom of that container. They're not up high, so you want to keep it moist. And they take a lot of fertilizer because all the fertilizer is leaching out in the ground. You know, normally we tell people you side dress with nitrogen because that leaches easily. But in this case, the phosphorus can leach very well because you, you, you're right at that container, and that water just draining out of the container. So you want to use a lot of liquid fertilizers in containers. I'm saying twice a week you'd actually use a liquid where you'd mix. It could be miracle Grow. A really good one is fish emulsion, which is high nitrogen, and that will green them up and keep growing. But you're not doing this. You're doing this about twice a week. You're pouring on the leaves, and that makes a big difference in terms of production. Um, so you can still use miracle Grow, you know, you know, once a week, or you, and then you can use uh, fish emulsion um, the other day of the week. But the main thing is that it's going to take more moisture and a lot more fertilizers for these things to be productive. They will, they will survive, but in terms of productivity, that's going to help you. In the ground, Jeff, uh, the rule of thumb is you plant one pound of potatoes and you'll get 10 to 15 pounds of production. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you kind of, and, and, but in a container, you can double that. You know, you can go 20 to 30 pounds. Really? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's really amazing because when you think about it, you know, people buy, you know, a little five pound bag of potatoes, which may be, you know, 12 inches high by 12 inches, 12 by 12. And you think about it, well, you're telling me I buy that five pounds and I do it right. Uh, you're saying I can make 100 pounds of potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Even if you make 50, it's unbelievable, but you could. And uh, How much space, though, to plant that five pounds? So you plant them every 12 inches. So if you figure, and that's a good question, Jeff, and, and I'm, I'm a really guess, but let's say you get, and I really don't know, let's say you get 20 to 25 potatoes, in uh let's say 25 potatoes in a thing you cut them into fours so you got a hundred pieces of of uh potatoes in there so a hundred pieces spaced 12 inches apart so it will do a hundred feet so you're not gonna be you're not gonna be plant five pounds in a container so you know if you get a pound i think you'd, you'd be doing a lot so you can make you know 20 pounds of potatoes in in that container mm. one to 20 so but yeah, uh, a little five-pound bag. But 
Yeah, you could figure figure a five pound bag would do about a hundred feet. You know, don't quote me on that, but I think that's right. And each cut, would each if, if there's twenty five potatoes in that, then you'd have a hundred pieces planted a foot apart. So when you say container, you're really talking about like a raised bed. That's what it is. Yeah, that's that's yeah. it is. And, and 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 a raised bed. If you have some space, because kind of keep in mind that a potato will you plant them in, in February, and then they will harvest in mid May. And and so it's going to kind of overlap on your crop. So so a lot of people do it in big containers because they do have raised beds, but they want to save that for their you know tomatoes and peppers and all that, and they don't want to uh, you know uh, you know waste that space because then now what you're planting in May and, and there's options there you can plant okra, field peas and things like that in May that would take the heat better, but you you kind of limited you know uh, on what you can plant at that point, and so containers are a good. Say hey, and that's what I do. I'll, I'll plant the container, and I have a little raised bed in my in a house, and I can shift it around and and utilize it. It's good for for grandkids, by the way, because it's pretty neat. When you say hey, plant those plant these potatoes, we're going to cover it up, mm-hmm. we're going to watch it grow, and then we go back and then we then we just dump the container, and they see all these potatoes uh, dump out. It's one of my favorite crops for that reason. You don't know what you got till you harvest, and uh, it's kind of neat. When you come to harvest, Jeff, uh, the good rule of thumb is that m- around mid-May, and, and by the way, they'll start to flower. They'll start to see, not really that noticeable, but they'll have these little white flowers, usually in about April, and that tells you that they're producing these potatoes under the ground. And, uh, but they're not ready to produce, uh, the, uh, to harvest, I mean. And usually around the middle end of May is w- when you harvest. And people call me and say, well, when do I know harvest? And I said, I ask them when they plant. They say February. I said, yeah, middle of May you can harvest. Now, if you were going to harvest, you know, an acre of potatoes, you got to be really careful of how you harvest. And what I mean by that is that you got to let the plants die completely before you harvest, uh, and then you kind of till them out of the ground and and put them in the in the garage or in storage so that the sun doesn't hit them. The sun actually, if you leave a potato out in the sun for two or three days, they'll turn green. It's poisonous to people. So yeah, you got to you got to cover the uh, the uh, the potato itself. But the, but the reason it's not as critical with uh, a small garden is that the reason you're letting them die off is that so that the moisture can be pulled out of them. If you, if you harvest it early, the moisture will not be pulled out of them, which only means that they won't keep. So if you've got five pounds of potatoes and you eat them within you know, four to eight weeks, you're fine. If you've got 100 pounds of potatoes and it may take you till the fall to eat them all, then you may lose them just from rotting. I've seen that happen a lot. So if you work produce so much you got to let them die completely ideally you kind of harvest them and and, and kind of let them sit on the ground for a day let them dry out a little bit and then you get them out of the sun and, and put them in storage and not get them wet but uh the moisture being pulled out is important and that's the that's the point of the plant dying it's actually pulling what little moisture it has left to pull out out of that container and obviously you're still gonna have a lot of moisture within it but that difference makes the difference in terms of viability and the last thing I got to say on on the potatoes is is that it's it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to uh, find fall potatoes. You can plant potatoes twice in South Louisiana. Right. You plant in February and you plant it again in around August. The problem is years ago there's a lot more planted, so people would come in and sell us those little small boiling potatoes that you use for the crawfish ball. Now the ones they make they sell to the crawfish people. And we might have we might have potatoes this year because crawfish yeah. are hard to get, but. Uh, but you want to save those small ones for the fall plant. And you just harvest them, let them dry, and just keep them. They will keep till August. And all 
cut them. And that's why you're using the small ones. You could use the big ones, but okay. you're wasting so much. You keep those small ones so you don't cut them because there's so much bacteria in the ground by August that they will rot if you cut them. So you leave them whole in the fall, but it's better to save your own. And that if you don't want to save your own, no problem. You take those ones you buy in the grocery store and you keep them, but you got to buy them maybe a month too early because they, they, they spray with growth inhibitors so they'll slow the, the sprouting process. So you buy those in, you know, July and you just keep them and then you plant them whole and, and you'll be fine. Real good. Anything else before we let you go? That's it, Jeff. I just want to mention, you know, doing a lot of work on Hopkins yes. Street. And, uh, and, uh, but we still store and uh it's going to be good once it's done but i think we're going to have a process here and uh so just kind of i'm just letting all my listeners that uh, you can get to the store easy access off st peter and hopkins right off st peter but they're working between st peter and hopkins too okay so but it kind of bobs the you know going back and forth but you still have access you just just gotta bob and weave gotcha richard always a pleasure thank you jeff